listening to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. A podcast for today's insurance agents. Informing. Educating. Empowering. Improving the way you do business in an industry that's anything but static. In today's episode, it's time to talk digital communication and how improving those skills can benefit your insurance business. If you've ever wanted to take your communication skills to the next level, you are in good company. Keys to Client Retention, Digital Communication, written by Lauren Hayden. Communicating effectively with your clients is what drives client retention. And today, communicating can go far beyond a sit-down conversation. Even in times when your client can't see you, it's important to still convey your message with positivity and professionalism. The more effectively you do this, the more likely your clients are to choose you again in the future. Let's start off with talking on the phone. As an insurance agent, there will be many times when you'll speak with clients on the phone, perhaps to set up an appointment or answer some questions they have regarding plans. Whenever you're speaking with a client, but especially when talking over the phone, it's important for you to enunciate clearly. Don't do it so much so that you're being condescending or insulting your client's understanding, but enough that you're both on the same page. It could be very frustrating for your client if they have to keep asking you to repeat yourself, or worse, can't make out what you're saying in your voicemail. By the same right, if your client says something that you don't quite catch, you should absolutely ask for clarification. It's much better to ask than to guess or assume and end up being incorrect. It's also important that you're prepared for any phone call as much as you can be. Sometimes calls may be unexpected, but do your best to stay on top of your game. If you can, have notes and information on hand so you don't have to make a client wait while you sift through papers and try to answer their question. Additionally, while notes are often helpful, don't read from them like you're reading from a script. You want to sound sincere, not like a robot when conversing with your client. Furthermore, never multitask when on the phone with a beneficiary. If you're simultaneously folding laundry or making dinner, your client may be able to tell that you're not fully invested in the conversation. Limit distractions and completely devote yourself to your client's call. Finally, it may seem obvious, but remember, the person on the other end has no visual cues, like if you're nodding, shaking your head, or smiling. Because of this, all of your verbal communication should be extra clear. Keep in mind, just because you're on the phone doesn't mean your attitude or presentation should be any different than it is in person. In fact, some studies report that smiling while on the phone can actually help you sound more pleasant. I always say that if you have a smile on your face, you'll hear it in your voice, and it's true. Your client will likely hear it too. But don't overdo it. You want to come across as congenial, not as fake or over the top. 
A positive or negative phone experience can make or break your sale. One study even found that satisfied customers tell about nine people how happy they are, whereas dissatisfied customers tell an average of 16 people about their poor experiences. If you want to grow your client retention rates, it's in your best interest to make sure your beneficiaries are pleased with your service. And a quick compliance reminder before we move on. Remember that according to the Medicare Advantage and Part D communication requirements, you are not permitted to make unsolicited phone calls to clients to market Medicare Advantage or Part D plans. Next up, let's talk about contacting clients via email. It is a very practical way to get in touch with your clients. However, there are some situations when email is appropriate and times when it is not. If the client emails you first and their question warrants a quick, easy answer, go ahead and respond. Or if you have a quick question for them or want to reach out about plans, that's fine too. But if the topic of discussion is long, particularly complex, or it contains any information that should be kept confidential, email is not the place to have that conversation. When you do email your clients, be as clear and succinct as possible. Format your email professionally with a salutation and a closing. Proofread your email thoroughly and preferably more than once. You can also ask your clients during your first meeting if they prefer emails or phone calls. It's actually always a best practice to determine your client's preferred method of communication very early on in your interactions. Composing emails with professionalism and accuracy can go a long way when it comes to client retention. It will also reflect positively on you if you get back to them in a timely manner. Even if you consider yourself to be a productive, successful agent, an email that has been haphazardly thrown together contains typos or appears unprofessional in any other way can result in the loss of a sale and possibly the permanent loss of a customer. Keep your email game strong to keep your customers coming back. All right, that's phone and email, but what about social media? Like the demeanor in your emails, your online presence must also be professional. You may be surprised to know that Medicare-age individuals are quite active online and on social media. In fact, more than two-thirds of seniors go online and own smartphones, and the stats are continuing to grow. About 49% of seniors reported using social networking sites in 2021, which is up from 27% in 2013. Now, I'd like to break down this statistic a little bit more because as a group, obviously older seniors skew more on the side of not using social media. But for those seniors using it, where can they be found? They're on Facebook and YouTube almost equally. 49% of U.S. adults over the age of 65 use YouTube and 50% use Facebook. 13% use Instagram, 7% use Twitter, 4% use TikTok, and 2% use Snapchat. 
Keep these numbers in mind as you contemplate where to direct your social media marketing efforts. We will be linking to the Pew Research study they came from in our episode notes. If you do interact with potential clients online, it's important to never treat a like, follow, or comment as permission to contact, or PTC for short. However, it is compliant to respond to a question or comment on a public social media forum. Just note that you should not address individuals beyond the scope of their question or statement. As always, timeliness is important. If you do choose to have social media profiles that your clients can use to contact you, make sure you check them regularly. When you do respond, use a positive and understanding tone in your writing. Social media can make interactions quick and convenient, but don't let grammar or the quality of your response fall to the wayside. If you're a little leery of using social media to interact with clients, We've compiled a social media ebook with everything you need to know about the topic. It covers how to get started with social media, and it was made specifically with insurance agents like you in mind. You'll learn why you should implement social strategies, how to stay compliant, and even how to create quality content. We will have a link to that ebook in our notes as well. Remember, How well you communicate with your clients can make a huge difference in your rates of client retention. Agents who are diligent, express themselves clearly, and have a thorough understanding of how to utilize the digital world to interact with their clients will see them coming back again and again. We want to help make sure your communication skills are up to par and beyond so you can be a successful insurance agent. Make sure you check out the notes for this episode. We've got so much information listed there, even beyond what we mentioned by name here in the episode. To get to the notes, simply click the title of this episode in the app that you're listening on right now. While you're there, tap on that follow button so you don't miss out on any future episodes of our podcast. We've got some great content in the works, and as a subscriber, episodes will load into your listening queue as soon as we publish them. You can even take it one step further and turn on the notifications so you get an alert as soon as new episodes are live. It's one of my favorite features and one of the few notifications on my phone that I always pay attention to. Beyond that, though, Thank you so much to all of you who have already followed or subscribed to our podcast. We really appreciate your support. We will see you next episode.